this latest episode, I met with renowned classical violinist Yuri Revich and pianist and concert manager Yulia Droganova in Vienna to talk about what led them to use their music for climate change activism. Yuri is an award-winning violinist who has performed on the world's most prestigious music stages, including Carnegie Hall, La Scala, and with the Berlin Philharmonic. Yulia has performed across Europe, has won several awards at festivals and competitions in Austria, Bulgaria, and the U.S., and is also a fully devoted piano teacher. My name is Kaya Sakamoto, and you're listening to Climate Vibes, a podcast by the Climate Music Project. Thank you for joining me today, Yuri and Yulia. Hello, everyone. I'm Yuri Revich. I'm a violinist and composer. I'm also an eco-conscious artist and humanitarian, and I'm very excited to speak with all of you tonight. Hello, my name is Yulia Draganova. I'm a pianist, a piano teacher, and a concert manager here in Vienna, and I'm also very glad to be part of this. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, Yuri, you have worked with UNICEF, you've organized concerts for many different humanitarian efforts in the past. Um, So what made you decide to take on climate change and sustainability? Or in other words, what was your call to action? Right, exactly. Well, since I was growing up with the age of 18, I began naturally just to be involved in different uh, humanitarian causes and uh, I started to raise awareness for um, causes like autism, um, uh, cancer research, and uh, refugee crisis here. And uh, it was just a natural part of me, you know, to use all my tools to be able somehow to help other people, people who are really in need. And we achieved also certain um, success with our autism campaign, for example. Now the uh, government of Austria covers with its insurance diagnosis costs for all the families and before our campaign, it was not the case. So we just by through the music, through the arts, we really can manage to make a change. And a few years ago, I got involved with the um, ecological aspect, with environmental aspect of our lives. And uh, the funny thing is that it was really personal for me, the way how I got involved because I was just moving apartment here in Vienna And when I moved to the new apartment, I just immediately wanted to figure out where can I recycle the bottles, where I can bring this, bring that. And then I couldn't find any um, guideline in my building. And I just figured out that like, how can I basically just do the simplest thing we can do, like the easiest thing, just to recycle the basic things. But there is no indication where to bring. So then I was thinking like how the communication is missing generally. And then I was thinking, what can I do? And as a musician, as an artist, I decided just to get involved with all my craft uh, to help to save our planet. Awesome. And so um, you started on this venture, Green Music. Yeah. So one of our current projects and uh, inspirations is Green Music. Yulia and myself were doing research. And uh, we believe that the hi-fi frequencies in music and sound uh, the frequencies of the natural environment in the quiet places in the city surrounded by the trees, the sounds of the falling stone of the little creek, water, it's a wind, fire, and uh, forest. And the low high frequencies are the frequencies of um, 
engines of the planes, frequencies of the factories, the sounds which are really unpleasant for the human ear. And um, I compose music, green music, um, together also with our, some of the part of it together also with our partner, Green Affair. And um, basically that's uh, what we're using. We're using high frequencies and try to inspire people to really try to follow high frequencies in nature much more than uh, the um, artificial environment. Interesting. So do you go out and you record those sounds and then use those in your pieces or is it just the, the frequencies? I'm not really sure I understand completely. Well, so basically these sounds like, so for example, sound of wind has certain frequencies, like it's 22 to 22 hertz to five kilohertz, right? For example, the sound of fire is a 30 hertz to 60 hertz normally, right? So sound of water underwater is 10 hertz to one millihertz, right? So, and there is sound of waterfall, of course. So I'm using the original sounds of all these elements, like wind, fire, water, forest. And um, of course, we also try to uh, keep within these frequencies the whole music piece as well. So the whole experience when you listen to this music, it is music, it's very melodical, it's nothing too much experimental, but it is something what really goes really well with, with an ear of a human being. And as well, it would go also very well with an ear of, uh, for example, certain animals, because we as humans and many different animals, we perceive information about our behavior and actions and the uh, sound of green music would give us subconscious and conscious cues for action to protect our environment. That's what we believe. If you could just summarize, like, what is the main goal of this whole venture? Right, so the main goal, of course, is to raise awareness and inspire people and convince them that we really need to protect our planet and our nature because this is what we are. I was wondering how you see music reflected in nature or vice versa, nature reflected in music. And I feel like this is a very interesting way of combining those two. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nature is a music basically and music is a natural, I mean, the real music is basically a product, is a, is a product of nature as well, because these, they, for centuries, composers were going on the nature in the forest in the field to get inspired, to hear the nature around them and then compose music. You know, even the music pieces, some of them were not directly named after nature for not the sunset or a moonlight, although there are really hundreds of pieces named after the nature elements. Even though the, some of them are not, still they are most of the times composed in an environment which is uh, was surrounded by the trees or surrounded um, by the water, the mountains. The nature was always for centuries a huge inspiration factor and a part of creation for musicians and artists. And do you think your music or your performances have changed since you started on this project or since you started giving more thoughts towards sustainability? Absolutely. Yuli and me were discussing recently uh, for uh, many different things, for example, um, touring. Like it is such a basic thing to ask a promoter or to plan your tour wisely that you, of course, like flying is a part of it sometimes, but you fly to one point and then you just tour taking trains from one city to another and not flying to one city then from another from the city flying somewhere very far just for one day to play concert and flying back then flying somewhere else so wise 
planning is the key ability. And also Julia and me and also our team with Livia Van Herd and others, we're trying to, uh, actually not trying, we are turning all our events which we organize into sustainability, into sustainable events. I think Julia could um, explain a little bit more about it even. So sustainability is a huge part of our life and should be that way. Um, it has been discussed already in the Agenda 21, which goes back to 1992. This is already almost 30 years ago that sustainability should be a part of every aspect of our lives that goes as well for culture. And the way in which we are trying to have uh, a more sustainable cultural life with our project is that we are, for example, um, running events which are free of plastic. We don't provide plastic bottles for our artists. We only provide glass bottles and ones which can be recycled. We try to reduce as much as possible the amount of paper we use. We turn to digital means. We are raising awareness and we are also inspiring young, the young generation and the artists and our colleagues and our partners to have a more sustainable day life. We run campaigns to collect old batteries at our events and to recycle them properly. We are always considering ways in which we can improve our carbon footprint regarding with the lights, regarding with the transport of equipment, uh, regarding with the transport even of artists. We encourage everyone to take the public transport or if they need to take taxis to take electric vehicles. There are many, many practical aspects which are important when you're turning to a more sustainable culture. Absolutely, and also what we uh, recently, we currently also check in all our partners and trying to uh, only work with venues which are uh, eco-conscious and we check their uh, energy suppliers, etc. So I think these, all these aspects are very important for us to be um, eco-conscious and sustainable. Yeah, and that kind of leads me into my next question. Um, we live in a very complex and interconnected world and many people may feel that they're drowning in information, um, but we also face unprecedented global threats that they like the greater public needs to understand and so they need this information. Um, do you think that music has a role to play in this context? Yeah, absolutely. Because as a music, as any artist, as any musician with uh, any sort of reach, and it doesn't matter if you have 50 Instagram followers or 50,000 or 50 million, it is every single person whom you convince or inspire to take care of our planet counts. And of course, as artists, we have our fans, we have our audience, and we have opportunity to spread the word for our music so people come to our concert to get entertained to get inspired and then also when they're in the music when we bring them to the, our special world of music making of creation at this moment we also tell them you know you have to pay attention to what's happening around you and around you is our planet and in this moment in the concert people of course are moved they're attached they're already part of it and they feel 
more responsible when they leave because you know we work on emotions and music is the most powerful tool ever which can reach the deep emotions in people we've talked about that a lot at climate music how music just has that power to reach deeper into people and I guess it does get further than just someone reading a, a news article about climate change. Absolutely, I agree. So this might be a little bit of a weird question, but what do you think about when you're playing music? Like, are you completely absorbed in the moment or the music? Or are you like, hyper aware of the audience as well? Well, um, let's see what you list is actually, I'm curious, but I start and uh, when I play music, <laughs> When I play music, it's, I, I depends on the piece. I think in so many different ways, and uh, but very much often I imagine that when I close my eyes and I play music, even if it's on the station, crowded. I mean, not now during the COVID, but like before COVID and hopefully soon again, the crowded concert hall. Then I just close my eyes and then imagine I'm somewhere in the evening, somewhere in the night, in the middle of a beautiful beach and the ocean. And it gets inspired by the color of the sky and the moon, or I'm in the forest or the mountains as well. It can be something very personal on the human con uh, con contact. So, I mean, it's all basically all the feelings, what I feel and things I think are really organic and kind of natural for human beings to, to relate to, I guess. Yeah. Julia, what do, what do, actually, what do you think? There has been actually some research about it that people's imagination can work in a more specific way with specific images or uh, words or in a more abstract way. And when it comes to music, for me, the thoughts and the emotions and the stories even have been really abstract. So it's kind of a, it's all world where shapes and colors and feelings float freely but it's hard to describe in words really <laughs> and because I really love playing in smaller spaces where the audience is sitting close by I enjoy actually a lot observing the reactions of the audience before starting to perform or in between the movements or just as you finish, um, I find this very touching, this personal element. And the amazing thing about playing music is being able to be in that state of mind. You are thinking about what you just mentioned while also performing an amazing piece of music. You're kind of in two different headspaces at the same time. Do you think that this mindset or ability can be applied to how we think about and approach climate change, sustainability, and other social challenges? I think that, yeah, well, I think imagine exactly like what I was saying before, like the imagination, the feelings that subconscious, then after the concert, after playing the music, after the experience, it uh, turns into conscious experience, what people feel and exper experience with the experience <laughs> at the concert, then it transforms into reality. And I think that is the, the actually the goal. I mean, it's for environmental aspects or for any other, it's the goal of an artist to make an impact and to make people think about something after they leave the concert for the next days. If there is a concert and the audience leaves the concert, the show, anything, exhibition, and has nothing, nothing has changed in their head, it means that was maybe not 
that worth. Maybe that was not the truly genuine performance. But if there is a truly genuine performance, that can with any kind of message, let's say for environment in this case, then people would really like have thoughts. They would maybe even like not fall asleep for a few hours or fall asleep amazingly well after the concert with interesting dreams and wake up motivated. Or like there's certain interaction within the people after the show every time, which I get very interesting feedback sometimes in the emails from my fans, like how they describe the experiences. It's very interesting. And people generally hold on to positive experiences. So if the artistic quality and if the artistic world helps people to connect a more um, environmentally conscious way of life with the beautiful emotions which music and art bring, that can be only a plus. Um, and so you, you are starting a new collaboration with the Climate Music Project. Is that something you're looking forward to? Yeah, we're super excited actually. And uh, we are looking, um, you know, when we started the, our ideas and um, how can we expand and like, you know, it's all about collaboration. I always say it's all about co collaboration. It's never about competition, you know, not the competition, yes, the collaboration. And uh, I was looking online, like with um, whom could I partner? Like, like wh who is doing what around? And I didn't find so many people, unfortunately, then I found you guys. and. Then it was amazing. We had a few calls, you know, and uh, just found a Resi Common project, which is taking place next autumn in uh, November, if I'm not mistaken, Julia, right? 12th November, I think. Is it? Yeah. And um, yeah, it's super exciting because we are going to, I cannot maybe say any much uh, what's happening, <laughs> but it's going to be a really amazing thing between two continents. And uh, with, uh, I would say it's kind of immersive immersive, inspiring, conscious experience, I'd say. Uh, I'll have to put that on my calendar. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I guess we're coming to the end. And then this last bit, I just want to do a little like rapid fire thing where I say a word and you'll just say the first thing that comes to your mind. So let's start. Uh, life. Uh, tree. I forgot the English word for that. <laughs> You can say it in another language. Okay, experience. Experience, okay. Um, planet. Boring. Earth. <laughs> Home. Vibrations. Mm, sound. Yeah, music. Justice. Uh, planet. Yuli, should be the first thing which comes to your mind. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't really. I think society has to do with a lot with justice. And finally, climate. Life. Change, but in the positive way. Um, well, that brings me to the end. So thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation with you two today. Thank you too. Thanks a lot, Kaya. Lovely talking with you. Thank you to Yuri and Yulia for this interview, as well as to Poddington Bear for the song Tender and Curious. As to the collaboration Yuri mentioned, it's actually going to be a joint event between Yuri and the Climate Music Project in November, so check out our website for more specific information.
been listening to Climate Vibes, a podcast by the Climate Music Project, an organization that works to communicate a sense of urgency about the climate crisis by combining climate science with the emotional power of music to drive meaningful action. Check us out at climatemusic.org. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Kaya Sakamoto, and just before we go, I want to let you know that this is my last episode with the Climate Vibes podcast. I've had such a great time meeting and interviewing so many wonderful people, but I will now be passing the podcast off to two amazing new hosts, Rose and Tamlin. Stay tuned for the next episodes to come.